Well, everyone, thank you so much to the Ed Fernandez Show. I thank you for just taking the time to watch the show today. I know I always say this, but, um, you know, all my kids are special. Uh, this one is my all oldest daughter, Nyla Fernandez. Nyla, welcome to the show, Mommy. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, today we're going to talk about the battlefield of the mind. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yes. It does? Yes. How? Um, the battlefield of the mind is regulating your thoughts and controlling your temper pretty much and um, making sure that you filter your thoughts so that it doesn't affect other people. Okay. So put the mic closer to you so we can hear you because see you're talking. I got a big mouth, right? So if you're going to be monotone, we're going to need to hear you. So battlefield of the mind, I have a scripture here that is like maybe my top scripture, my number one scripture. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And to me, and you can confirm it or not, mm. to me... What that means is that, like, God has things that he says about us, right? So God mm -hmm. says we're more than a conqueror. We're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. Mm -hmm. We're the child of the most high God. We're anointed, appointed, right? These are the things that God says that we are. But then thoughts come in our minds. Mm -hmm. You're not good enough. Mm -hmm. You're arrogant. You're selfish, right? Your poor you, mm -hmm. like victim kind of stuff. So, you know, for me, that scripture says, when those thoughts exalt itself above the mind of God and what God says, it says, pull it down and bring it underneath. Mm -hmm. Oops, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> and bring it underneath, uh -huh. right? Because that's not who you are. Yeah. Is that what you experience sometimes with this battle of the mind? Yes. And it makes me angry for no reason. Does it? Yes. Explain that. Um, I think me personally, sometimes I take things too personal when it's not even there. I have selective hearing sometimes. And my brain will go that far to think that um, I'm not enough. I won't be accepted if I'm like this. Nobody would put up with me if I'm like this. Um, when I'm, you, I'm sorry for interrupting, but when you say I'm like this, I don't think we gave an example. So what we're going to do is we're going to use the example of being choleric. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm choleric. I'm cleric. You're cleric, <laughs> right? We always like do this, boom, 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 right? Yeah. But what is a cleric, right? And and by the way, this is just an example, right? So the battlefield of the mind falls into everyone's life. Mm -hmm. But for us, we're going to use being a cleric as an example. And what is a cleric? A cleric is very, let me see, I'm going to go down here. Um, a cleric is very assertive. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Very ambitious. Mm-hmm. Very outgoing. Very hardworking. Logical. <laughs> direct. Right? <laughs> Got to speak your mind. But then the weaknesses of being a choleric, quick-tempered, right? Mm-hmm. Like a firecracker. Uh, impulsive. Mm-hmm. Got to have it now. Can't wait. Yep. Arrogant. I'm all that in a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Right? That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then domineering, right? Yes. I'm going to I'm going to crush you. Yeah. Uh, right? I got to win. Yes. So we're going to use our personalities as an example because when you're direct, mm-hmm. when you're dominating, right? When you're impulsive, uh-huh. Your mind plays a lot of tricks. Mm-hmm. What kind of tricks does it play on you? Um, in what circumstance? Well, it doesn't matter in what circumstance. Like, I'll, I'll use me as an example. I have to have things a certain way. Mm-hmm. Structure. If it does not that way, for, for example, your mama, Ruth, <laughs> right? Your mom, she's very... Go with the flow. Go with the flow. Don't plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but has a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Me, I got a plan. That's, I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go with the flow. It makes me so mad. <laughs> but that's, see, that's what we're talking about, yeah. right? Because going with the flow, when you start going with the flow, when you take that chance, mm-hmm. it's fun. The, losing the control. Yeah, it's you have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So the show, you know, when we talk about the battlefield of the mind, the battlefield of the mind is, you know, obviously, I love Jesus, you love Jesus, right? That's what we, we do. Mm-hmm. But the battlefield of the mind can create an identity. Yeah, most definitely. Right? What kind of identity can it create? Like you're a monster. Um, you're not admirable to be around. Nobody would desire to be around you. You're going to be alone. Um, you have to be alone to get things done your way. You have to be alone because nobody else can understand your structure and your structure wins. So your head kind of makes imaginations of, okay, so nobody else is like me and I'm the black sheep. So in order to get things done, in order to do things the right way because I know the right way, I'm going to be alone. And that's like, what does the Bible say? That, the, that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And how does he do that? He isolates you, right? Yeah. Right? National Geographic, right? The lions are out there. They look for the one that's all alone. Mm-hmm. And then they, they kill that thing and eat it. Right? So if, if our minds allow us to think that way, we isolate ourselves yeah. and get attacked. Have you experienced that? Yes. Yes. In big way? For many years. Many years? <laughs> yes. Why? Um, 
For me personally, I think it's different because you're a man and I'm a woman. So yeah. we have different experiences. For me personally, I did have the nurturing side of me that was people pleasing. And I found myself in a lot of compromising relationships, whether that's friends or personal relationships or even acquaintances. Um, I had to dilute myself because I didn't know how to regulate my personality. And for me, it was like, okay, well, nobody likes to be around who I want to be. So I have to be other things to make me approachable, to make me likable. Because if I'm just me, uh, nobody would put up with me. Do you think, I, I here's what I think. Because I'm very similar. I mean, we're, we're exactly the same. Okay. <laughs> Do you think it's a lack of discipline? Yes, 100%. Lack of discipline, right? Because if you don't know how to control your mind mm -hmm. and you start thinking you're a victim mm -hmm. and having pity parties on your own, then there's never, ever room for change. Or growth. Or growth, Right. Have, what journey have you gone through to discipline your mind so you can have growth? I want to say for a lot of my teen years, I felt very sorry for myself, but I was also a very mean person. And nobody wanted to be around me for a reason. But in my eyes, everybody had a problem and I didn't. So when it got to the point where I was hitting a wall around, I want to say, 19 years old, I noticed that, okay, not even people like my mom really want to be around me because they have to walk on eggshells. And that's my complete opposite personality, so it must be me. And I was so unhappy with myself because I didn't know who I really was. I was listening to all the lies and everything I allowed to just drop into my head without disciplining, that's a lie. No, this is true. Okay, that's a bad behavior, but I can tweak it to make it a good one. And when I started seeking God by myself, I felt so much relief and redemption because all of those years I was believing that I was such a terrible person and I was a monster to be around and I would destroy everything in my path so after that I realized that I'm really good at certain things and other people can bring my weaknesses out of me and they're good at those weaknesses and I can learn from those people and kind of swallow my own pride and be a likable person universally not just around clerics or around particularly men because I was mean I could stand on my own and no girls wanted to be around me because I was mean. Yeah, I, I had a similar experience, right? So, you know, I, I, I would prefer to be alone, mm -hmm. right? Um, I'm okay with it. Um, and I have very few friends mm -hmm. uh, because of my directness. Uh, my selfishness, my narcissistic behavior. And when you get married, 
that doesn't work anymore. You know, you can't. I'm you, not even married. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, I know, right? When you get married, that doesn't even work anymore. Yeah. That is a formula of divorce, mm-hmm. right? You will get divorced if you don't make changes. But using our, 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 our personality as an example, being cholerics, you know, we have really good traits. Yeah. That not a lot of people can do. Not a lot of people can do. Like, you know, ambitious, grinder, run through walls. Failure is not an option. Never quit. I don't know how to do it. I'm going to figure it out. Details. Very detailed. Very organized, right? These are the good things. So discipline, which you were going through, Mm -hmm. brought out the good, Mm -hmm. right? And kind of tamed down the negative where people started liking you. Is that what started happening? I started, no, I think the biggest person that I really paid attention to was my mom. I started realizing that I was more approachable. She would listen to my, when I actually had a problem and I came to her, she would listen because I wasn't mean and I wasn't beating her over the head with it, and I wasn't trying to expose her. I was telling her exactly what I felt in a mature, disciplined way rather than lashing out because I'm too impatient to filter myself. I'm too impatient or I'm too hurt to change my tone because I want her to know exactly how I feel, and if it's mean, then it's mean because she made me hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and that doesn't work. No. It doesn't work, right? Your mom is a very wise and disciplined woman with Mm -hmm. her mind. Mm -hmm. Very strong woman mentally. Yeah. Right? And and the reason for this show is to let people know that your mental behavior, you know, most of us say, oh, that's the devil. Yeah. Right? The devil, the devil's on, the devil, the devil. 80 to 90% of us is us. Yeah, you allow it. You allow it, right? Because there's a term called a stronghold, right? In that scripture that I read, it, it's a stronghold. And what a stronghold is, it's a place to hide, mm-hmm. right? So so the enemy or the army hides in the stronghold, waits till the coast is clear, and then comes out of the stronghold and attacks again, right? And so when you and I are kind of working on our behavior, mm-hmm. And we think we're good. After a little while, we think we don't have to fight anymore. All of a sudden, the enemy comes out of that stronghold and attacks and shoots messages in your mind. Mm -hmm. Has that happened to you? It's kind of like a relapse. You think that you're really disciplined. You think that that phase is over. You think that you can only go up from there. And then one bad day happens, and it's like, you did no work. Yeah, Everybody around you is like, okay, well, you just made me feel like how you did when, me personally, you were in high school. You yeah. mean like how you were in high school. What, so you what, didn't change. Yeah, you didn't change. You didn't change. You know, that's, it, 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 it's very difficult to change your thinking, your stinking thinking. Yeah. And your negative thinking and critiquing thinking and your nitpicking, 
bickering and right fighting is for us personally. You don't have to be miserable yeah. all the time. Yeah. It shouldn't be a normal to be miserable all the time in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Like you always have to win. Yep. Right? You'll every time, every argument you have to win. Everything you, you can never have somebody suggest or critique you. Right. You always have to be the the the, the know it all mm -hmm. that doesn't work in real life. And especially when you're walking with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Right. When you're walking with God. You can't have that. God may say, look, here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. Then the enemy comes and starts shooting things. Well, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And what about that? Mm -hmm. And if that mindset, what, the, the, this, what about that, is stronger than what God wants you to do, you start creating an identity that God never said you were. And it carries for much longer than you think when it's undetected. If you start thinking to yourself, especially people with unfortunate bad pasts, a bad childhood, or things like that, they think it's what they deserve to be miserable in the future because your mind makes up false scenarios and false pains that are not really there to form you into this person that it will always trigger you. You're always hypersensitive and you can't get over the hump of you don't deserve that life. You don't need to be that person. You just have to fix things about you and people don't like to hear that yeah. because it takes a lot of pain and work so we were practicing because we had some technical difficulties with the lights and stuff and we were practicing and i forgot the question i asked but you said i have to fight my mind daily every day every day yeah it's a choice to be happy why do you have to fight your mind every day because for me personally I mean, my mom always told me, season the word so that it tastes better for other people. Uh -huh. Me personally, I am super fixated on words. Words can completely change a sentence to make it aggressive or not aggressive or effective or not effective. Or things like your tone. If you tell me in a mean way to go do something, I'm probably not going to do it or I'm going to do it bitter. Yeah. If you tell me to do something nicely because you take the time to fix your tone and you take the more care to fix your tone, they're going to do it and be happy and most likely repeat the same action if you ask again. So if you practice your tone and the way that you're effective with your tone, don't be passive aggressive, don't be condescending, be genuine then you will get very far with results because if you really treat people the way you want to be treated, it gets work done and it makes everybody happy. Let's give them an example, okay? Nyla, I need you to take the dog out to go pee. What do you feel like that? I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to be happy. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Compared to... Nyla, could you please take... Avor out to go pee? Mm -hmm. Same question, right? But nicer. Different tone, right? You're going to receive it better. Mm -hmm. And for you and me, it's very difficult to change the tone, change the words, 
because we are domineering. We mm-hmm. want to dominate and controlling. and controlling, right? So we had to practice this stuff. And so what I'm saying to the audience here that's watching the show is that battling the mind is a daily activity. And a daily choice, I would say. A daily choice. If you go without choosing, then you relapse. If you're angry and you choose, you know what? I'm in all right to be angry, so I'm going to be mean just for today. That's still a choice. Do you think, you know, we're trying to get, well, I'm not trying to get spooky here, right? Yeah. Spooky. Yeah, well, like familiar spirits. Oh, right. Oh, you already got spooky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get spooky, but hey, we got to get a little spooky. We got to get a little spooky. What is so familiar and comfortable and comfortable is very difficult to detect. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. And if it, you can't detect it, how do you fix it? It's it takes a lot to kind of scratch your head and wonder if it, it's really me. But again, my mom always told me if t- if two people call you a bad person, maybe you should look in the mirror a little bit. And when it's genuine people that care about you are telling you, you know what, you're really mean to me. Or I didn't ask you to go here or there because you'll yell at me. Or I didn't ask you to do this with me because you always say no to me and shut me down. Okay, well, then maybe I'm just the mean one all the time. All these different circumstances are showing me that I'm mean. So maybe I am mean. And when you swallow that pill and you realize <laughs> and it's, a big, it's a big pill and you realize okay i'm just mean then you start researching like the book battlefield of the mind and it tells you you're just an undisciplined person that's why it comes out harsh um blunt rude and too unfiltered yeah if you filter yourself it's really not that hard and it comes out the way you want it to come out rather than exploding and then going back and picking up the pieces. And some people don't want you to, they will be like, okay, you want to act that way. Then you already did it. You can't take it back. And when you start realizing that you're like, okay, well I didn't really mean that. And now I feel terrible because this person just sits in that. And I didn't even mean to make them feel that way. So for those who do not know, I'm going to describe a familiar spirit. Okay, so you're getting spooky then. I'm not. No, I'm not getting spooky. <laughs> I'm just calling it what it is. Okay. But a familiar spirit that is undetectable mm-hmm. is like walking on the beach and trying to find a different color grain of sand. Mm-hmm. When all the grain of sand look the same. It's yeah. impossible. At first, it's easy. To detect it? When, the, when it starts coming back, it's easy. Well, that's what it is, right? Yes. So it, when it's not detectable, you don't know it's there. You don't know you're acting that certain way. It's like trying to find a grain of sand that you dropped out of your pocket in the beach. It's impossible. It's impossible. 
I actually think that you do know, but you don't want to admit it. Uh-uh. I disagree. I didn't know. That you were mean? I liked being mean. So you knew you were mean. But I liked it, so I didn't know it was wrong. I liked being mean. I liked being aggressive. I liked punching you in the face. I liked telling you what I wanted to tell you. I liked it because that means I was, like, powerful. Yeah. Right? I liked it. But that's not healthy. No. So, so y- you know, if you can't detect that that's not healthy, oh, I see how do you yeah. change? All of a sudden, you start reading, like, the book, the book, The, the Battlefield of the Mind, yeah. right? And By you Joyce go, Myers. Joyce Meyer, and you go, Wait a minute. This is exactly what oh, I am. <laughs> right? Oh my God. What did I I'm so jacked up, right? <laughs> Holy moly. And then all of a sudden, you're walking through the desert, and that little familiar devil pops up like a daisy. Boop. It's yellow. Oh, there you Get are. Out of here. There you are. You stupid thing. I see you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I see that stupid thing right there. But then it becomes more mature, mm-hmm. right? Then it, that yellow daisy turns a different color and you can't recognize it. Because what I've learned is as you continue to battle the mind, that familiar thing m- m- turns into a chameleon yeah. to try to not be detected. But as you continue and continue to work on your mind, you go... Wait a minute. I see you. Well, it's like being in a field of orange flowers and one is yellow. Yep. Yep. You start seeing it. Mm-hmm. And you go, oh, man, I, I got to change that. But it gets harder and harder. It does. And then it's exhausting. Yes. It's like working out. every. It's, think of doing CrossFit 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That is what the battle of the mind is. It's exhausting to be on top of your thoughts all the time. All the time. And for us, we're overthinkers. All the time. Wait, can't say that. Mm-hmm. Nope, can't think that way. I woke up this morning with a pounding headache. Sucked. I hate it. And I was like, oh, I feel like crap. Oh, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to do this. And all of a sudden, I had to get out of bed and go, shut up. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Got some Advil, popped Advil, headache went away, felt great. Now it's time to crush the day. Mm-hmm. Or instead of, uh, uh, right? Yeah. Do you feel that and way sometimes? When you're in that headspace, you want other people to be miserable. Yes. Hey, can you join the party? Can you come? Misery loves company. Can you stroke me like a kitty so I can purr? Yeah. Is that what you're experiencing? I... I experience it in a different way, I think, because I am more sensitive to other people's emotions Mm -hmm. and I don't want to make people feel bad. And it's kind of on accident. I do, especially in the phase that I'm in. I do know better and I'm aware and I know exactly what hurts people. So for me, I guess it's not waking up and being like, oh, poor me. It's like, for example, doing Shylin's hair. And I want to go to the gym. I have to paint my nails. I have to wash my own hair. What do you mean doing Shylin's hair? So Shylin, my youngest daughter, is got homecoming tomorrow. Yes. Right? And big sister. Is 
is hooking her up, help. right? Yes. Hooking her up. So you had to do her hair. Yes. And what was your head saying? Well, so first off, I guess maybe we're the same in this way. I try to structure and plan everything out first. <laughs> yeah. And if it's an inconvenience in my plan, then I get mad. If not, then I'm more nice about it. But for me, I needed to wash my hair. I needed to go to the gym. I wanted to get a full workout because I don't want her to eat up my time. Then I had to come home, wash my hair, come home, do my nails, and then let's see if I can do her hair. So but what did you decide to do? Instead of thinking that way, what did you end up doing? I skipped the gym day I wanted. I pushed it off and did cardio instead, 30 minutes. Then I came back, took a five-minute shower, and I blow-dried her hair until 11 o'clock at night and didn't get to paint my nails. But what do you think that did for your little sister? It blessed her. It blessed her. That is amazing to me. You know, because you know what, Nyla? Shyland looks up to you so much. She doesn't think so. She, but she copies everything that I do to the point where she'll come <laughs> out of her room and look at me and go, that's what I forgot. <laughs> but you know what's so cool is that she has that example. You know, honey, you, you're saving yourself for your husband, right? Yes. And that's a, that's a proud thing to do. I'm, I'm so happy for you. But you're showing your little sister that. Yes. Right. And now you're showing your little sister that you love her because you're denying yourself. Mm -hmm. You're denying what you want to bless her. You're becoming empathetic. Mm -hmm. You're being compassionate. You're being understanding. You know what that is? That's called the fruit of the spirits in yeah. Galatians 5. And it makes you a happier person. You just won't know until you do it. Right. Right. Instead of instead of the other part of the Galatians five, selfish, mm -hmm. easy to anger, rage, wrath. That is not God. Mm -hmm. And our personalities can easily go that direction. And it looks different for everyone. For us, it's pretty in your face. Yeah, that's just we're fiery personalities. But for other people, it could be you're very passive aggressive or you're very um, manipulating, or you're very dismissive. It's in different phases for everyone. You just have to be able to take critiques from people that care about you yes. in order to open your eyes. Yes, you have to see the changes you need to make to be a better person. And, I mean, I ask people, I know I'm not like the most mature person yet, but I do know a lot for how difficult it is for me. And I ask people, I'm like, are you, are you happy day to day? Are you compassionate? Do you like to be kind? Do you choose to be kind? Or do you feel bitter all the time? Or do you feel resentful of people taking your time away from you? Or do you feel like, poor me? Do you feel like nobody notices you? If that's how you feel, maybe there's some healing that needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and people are like, what are you talking about? Um, a lot of people don't like to accept it, but once it comes to the point where people don't really want to be around you, you're like, oh, shoot. Yeah. It's, Nobody uh, wants to hang out with me. You know, it's exhausting to be pissed off all the time. Yeah. And it's for us, I would say I'm very functional and 
comfortable being angry yeah. 24-7. And you know what happens? People die early like that. Yeah. That, I can't be angry. Yeah. I can't be angry. I hurt when I'm angry. Yeah. For me, I literally feel a pain in my side <laughs> when I'm overly angry. Do you know how stupid that is over something like a pair of shoes? I got a scuff on my shoes and I'm so angry that I might go to the hospital. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> when you look at your past events of like, are you kidding me? I really destroyed something because I was that pissed off. Yeah. I thought that I was in full right. Yeah. Or I missed that opportunity because I just wanted to be so pissed off. Isn't that like. It robs things from you. It, 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 and that's where the enemy comes to steal. Mm -hmm. He steals your joy, right? By making you think that you have to be the right fighter, mm -hmm. right? You have to be the one that's justified all the time. Mm -hmm. And then you lose em empathy. You lose compassion. You lose understanding. You lose being kind. You're nowhere near the fruits of the spirit. And that's where Jesus says you need to be mm -hmm. in the fruits of the spirit. So you got to change your mind. Control your mind, which is the which is the battlefield. The battlefield is the mind. Because look, at the end of the day, if you love Jesus and you said that Jesus is your Lord and Savior of your life and you've given your life to the Lord, the Holy Ghost has sealed your spirit, your soul. You're going to heaven. Okay, well, the enemy says, all right, I can't bring you with me. But you were born to do this and this, and this, and this, and this, for him, I'm going to change all that. Mm -hmm. And you'll miss a lot of things. You'll miss. Your life will pass you by. And you will miss everything that God has called you to be, right? Because, you know, I love all my babies, right? Mm -hmm. I got my oldest son right here. And then I got Shylin, you know, we're going to go to a football game tonight. I'm going to take her to homecoming thing and all that other stuff because mama's in Europe. But you know, honey, out, out of my three kids, mm -hmm. you being more just like me, when you give me something for my birthday, I'm the most thoughtful person. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. You take the time to let me know you love me. Because I'm detailed, and that's being a disciplined detailed. Yeah. And I. I so appreciate that about you, mm -hmm. that you are so thoughtful, you know, and, and me and you had to learn how to communicate, right? Mm -hmm. I know what pisses you off. If I dismiss you, that pisses you off. Mm -hmm. But there are things that you say to me that I dismiss at times and, and I have to apologize because you're just protecting me. You just want to protect me. You just want the best for me. And so, you know, now that we're in this journey together, because we're walking together in this journey, mm -hmm. doesn't mean I'm further than you and you're further than me. What has been the results of you battling your mind on a daily basis when it comes to change? I don't suffer like I used to. What does that mean? It, I would suffer from my own doing and not even realize it. I thought everybody else was the problem. 
I would suffer and sit there and I, I call it like laying in your own blood. You're just bleeding out and you're allowing yourself to bleed out and you don't want to get up. And you're like, oh my God, poor me, I'm bleeding out. But now that I did have to make a radical change, you start day by day. It's not just, okay, I'm going to change and I am changed now. You have to do it every single day. And the results are that much sweeter when you start kind of like denying yourself, swallowing your pride and learning how to stop while you're ahead. Yeah. Because you want to argue with me? I would be a great lawyer. I will argue with you all day and enjoy it. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I will argue with you until I like I'm not moving. But it's not I, it's not happy. No, of course it's not. It's, it's not happy. I feel justified in winning. Yeah. And I feel success in quote unquote winning. Yeah. But I'm alone. Yeah. That all pers- alone. That person you can left. win and you can feel justified. You can be self righteous. But you know what? I remember your your mom used to say, Well, it's hard to hug a porcupine. Porcupine people, yeah. Porcupine people, right? Mom very has these wise words, right? We're always like, mom, 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 yeah. Well, you know, for the audience out there, to summarize, it's very important in your walk, not only in your walk with God, let's say you're not, you're not following God. Um, I would pray you do. But even if you're not a believer, we all have battles in our minds, do we not, Nyla? And I think it's different for men and women. They're, the attacks might come differently in your head. I mean, for men, it's like, I can't say for men, but you get angrier at different things than women do. But it's this coming from the same source. Yeah, it is. And so I, I was going to say is that whether, whether you're a believer or you're not a believer the mind always is going to play tricks on you. You know, the, the show is about being an entrepreneur, being a businessman, being a lover of Jesus, really talking about the marketplace, right? But if you don't discipline your mind, the things that you want in life, the things that God has for you in life, will not materialize. Mm-hmm. You can pray all you want to pray. You can work as hard as you want to work. But, and you know what? You may get there just because of grit. But once you get there, you're going to realize, I'm not happy. There's a lot of successful narcissists. Yes. Because they know how to work a structure. Exactly right. And so they get there, they get all the stuff, but they're all alone. They're and depressed. They're not happy with themselves. No. And narcissists feel remorse. Yes. So they're like, okay, I did all of this. This is my fault. Yes. So in, in closing, you know, I would strongly suggest that you, if you find out that, you know, what is wrong? Why am I not getting somewhere? Check your mind. Work on disciplining your mind. And I promise you, You're going to be a lot happier, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to be a lot more successful. 
And you are going to fulfill the call of God, but you do have to discipline your mind. Mm-hmm. And don't allow yourself to dwell on everything that pops in your head. Half of it's not true. I would say 90% of it is not true, yeah. right? I mean, because that's where he tries to get you is to tell you lies. He's the father of all lies. Mm-hmm. And you know what he does too? He causes you to become the accuser. Mm-hmm. Blame game. The blame game, right? protect yep well honey thank you so much for being on the show thank you for having me i think you're the you're you know i'm so proud of the young woman you are and you know you're 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 gonna take life by the horns and make it (laughs) what you want it to be because that's who you are but i love you baby thank you so much for being on the show and hopefully we can get to do this again all right bye mama